Hey everyone and welcome to Comics for the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter and unfortunately Matt could not be with us today. <laughs> He's at WonderCon. Connor is here though. Yeah, no need to sound so disappointed. <laughs> I just love that even when Matt's not here, he still gets second billing. Of course. <laughs> <sighs> I think One next time I'll have your comeuppance. I'll introduce all three of the cats before I introduce you next time, maybe just to really hit it home. See, <laughs> so you say that, but you'll forget, so it's fine. I might forget. We'll see. I don't know. I might remember that because it'll upset you. Uh, so yeah, we talk about DC Comics on this show, and coming up on this week's episode, we have Heroes in Crisis issue seven, Action Comics one thousand nine, Wonder Woman sixty seven, The Flash sixty seven, Shazam number four, Batgirl thirty three, The Terrifics fourteen, Silence of fifteen, and Dial H for Hero number one. If you're thinking there's some stuff missing in there, there's a couple of explanations for that. One is that Detective Comics 1000, probably the most notable one, had its own episode. We did a special episode, Matt was here for that. We did a special episode about 100 or so minutes long, and it was it was just Detective Comics 1000, start to finish. And uh, go and enjoy that. It's already on the feed. It's on the YouTube playlist. Yep. Have at it. Uh, the other stuff that you might notice is missing is Martian Manhunter and Freedom Fighters. Uh, this was basically just a time thing. Uh, especially, I'd kind of decided that I probably wasn't going to read Martian Manhunter because I had because even with Detective Comics already done and out of the way, I still had eleven books to do for for this show. Uh, so I decided to cut Martian Manhunter. Freedom Fighters was literally just you were ready to go. I hadn't read it yet. I thought I'll just catch up for the next issue because it's a hell yeah. of a week. It's a hell of a week. It's been a busy week for reading comics. Uh, so, so yeah. But hey, that's the books that are coming up. Um, no news yeah. as of yet. WonderCon is in progress. I imagine next week we'll have some things to talk about, uh, but we don't right now. Literally, the only thing so far is that Detective Comics is changing its logo. That is the only DC Comics thing I've seen. Yes. So, um... Yeah, I assume next week we'll probably have some good tidbits for it, from it, but at least right I now so, yeah. uh, we do not have any news, which I'm actually kind of happy about because, like we say, we have a lot of books. So, in the interest of keeping this show under a reasonable length, and I know those people, I know those people who who love it when it goes on. I, I know, like when we hit three hours, we're like, oh man, that was a long one. I felt that that was three hours. I need food. Some people love that though. Some people are like, no, no, I hope it stretches to three hours this week. I hope, I hope it goes that long. No, I get it. And I, there's sometimes when I'm listening to something, I'm like, oh, this is a long one. There's more of it. It's a, it's a good thing. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm in work early in the morning, so we're not doing that this time. And it is later uh, than we yeah. normally record it, um, which I'm fairly certain is Connor's fault. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, <laughs> it's it's somewhat my fault, but not entirely. It, we we always planned to start a little bit later tonight without Matt because we had a little bit more freedom and we had other stuff we needed to do as well. It did up a little bit later than we'd planned, though. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so without further ado, though, we'll get into the comics. We'll start with Heroes in Crisis number seven and uh, go from there. Uh, so, I'll have to start off in a positive light. And I'm curious <laughs> as to how positive or negative Connor will be because Connor notably has not been super positive on Heroes and Crisis uh, recently uh, but for the record uh, Tom King rating with Clayman and Jorge Fornes on the art so no you're right I've I've not been super positive it's uh, that's why I didn't read it 
Ooh. I left this till last because, uh, you know, I confession time. I missed last week four uh, of this show because uh, I was away that, uh, and turns out I forgot to read my books. <laughs> I didn't notice. I read all the ones that were double shipping. Um, so obviously I'd read those uh, for the previous issue. It never occurred to me that I had other things to read. So I had like five extra issues to stack on top of everything else uh, of, of this week, which is already, you know, relatively healthy. And um, Heroes in Crisis was by far the thing I was looking forward to the least because, uh, you know, I've, I've not been enjoying it. And I got to the end. It's like, I don't want to read this. Screw it. I'm not doing it. I just, I just don't, I don't want to read it anymore. It's making me angry, and <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be angry today. <sighs> now I need to sit and talk about Heroes in Crisis on my own. I know, I know. Because Matt's not here. I don't know if you Matt's noticed fault, this, though. but Matt's not here. I know it's Matt's fault. I'll, I'll pretend I read it. I'll nod along. <laughs> I'll say yes, yes. The art's very good, but Tom King's writing is atrocious. I feel like making he... me angry. He's doing things with. There's implications that I don't like. If you had read this, I think you'd be complaining about the art switching for some pages. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a couple of pages with Batman and Flash that are very different to the rest. Is uh, it bad art or just jarring? It's not bad art, it's just jarring indifference. Yeah, I hate when that happens. I really do. I've seen the title page because uh, I saw Tom King tweet it with all the flowers. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, that was a gorgeous image. I'll give it that. Yeah, that builds up to uh, the end because the the only interviews we get in this one because obviously we've had the interviews throughout uh, all the issues. It's all Wally. Every interview is Wally, so we're getting to kind of the meat of the what's going on. Oh, it's only taken seven issues to get to not not for it to be in Wally to for uh, to focus on one character for these interviews rather than just flip around. And Wally starts off quite chipper, and it's basically him breaking down. And getting more depressed <laughs> as as these interviews go on. Uh, and there's, there's plot with uh, you know Harley and Booster with Batgirl and and uh, Blue Beetle, and then Batman and Flash are looking for for people. But the Wally stuff's the big the big headline and stuff here. So I'm I'm starting with that. Yeah, because even I'd seen some of the headlines about Wally. I didn't read all of them, but yeah. So Wally, we know that Wally. Um, the body that was found was five days older than it should have been, right? That's a fact. Yes. Um, and we're reminded of that fact in this as, as well, because uh, Booster and whoever bring it up, and Harley's all, wait, so Wally's not dead, and he's like, yeah, but it's been five days now since he was found, so I guess he is dead. And like, but is this a rescue mission now? Are we trying to like, rescue Wally before he dies? Is that what we're doing now? And I'm like, okay, alright, yeah, let's save Wally. Um, but of course, one of the things that we've all been worried about, based on some solicits, based on things that have happened recently, is that Wally's actually the killer. That yes, you know, and him getting depressed over the course of this, you know. So we have this scene towards the end where Wally's using his lightning, his speed force, to make some flowers bloom, and we have this this full page spread where he's seemingly brought poison ivy to life. She comes out of the flower, right? It's just this blooming kind of. It's a beautiful page. She's back then. She's there. She's back, and it's like okay, all right. Where are we going with this? And then Wally's like, "I'm sorry," and she's like, "You helped me. You, you know, you brought me back." He's like, "No, no, I, I didn't help you. I hurt you." And then I did this. This doesn't make up for it. 
and I'm sorry you're going to have to see this. And she's like, what am I going to have to see? You're going to see my death. And he stands up, and there's another Wally staring at him. So there's two Wallys, one presumably having travelled through time. Yeah. <laughs> standing there. And the older one's gonna die. So essentially it feels like there's a there's like a loop happening here with Wally. There's some sort of loop going on with murdering himself? I don't know. I mean they didn't reveal that he murdered himself yet, but <laughs> Yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. I mean the last page of the book's the, the final interview, and he's like, Week three, uh, uh uh, I didn't think this would even take three weeks, but here we are. And then he just gets more depressed as the page goes on. And then he says at the end, can't wait for week four. And he looks miserable. It's... Sounds about right. Um, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I think I'm glad I didn't read it. I think this would have infuriated me. Do you know frustrating is I actually think the stuff with the other characters is the best it's been in the whole book. Like, there's the stuff with... Uh, Basically, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle with uh, Batgirl and Harley. Because at first, when Harley, when, they, when they, we start with the, their story, Harley's beating the shit out of Booster Gold, or trying to at least. And basically, basically, Batgirl and, and Ted are just sort of standing there going, like, does she know he's got like a shield thing on? He's like, yeah, but I think she's, she's going to try and get through or whatever. And they're just kind of, they're having running commentary. And, yeah. she's, and Batgirl's like, you know, I told her multiple times not to try and kill anyone, right? And she's immediately trying to kill people. And so, it's, you know, it's just a funny commentary going on. So Babs feels a bit better in this issue then? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I would say she feels better, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know uh, last time there was some awkward things here or there. Yeah, there was no you rock Batman moment or anything like that. There was yeah. nothing okay. quite like that. Um and then eventually, so, okay, so the four of us are going to team up and try and save Wally. Like, oh, should we, should we not take this information to the Justice League, to whoever? And it's like, no, if Wally's feeling hurt, then maybe a smaller team, a smaller, more intimate thing might help better. I, I'd argue bringing Barry into it might help, given that he's Barry and it's Wally. But, yeah, I mean, let's ignore that logic for now. It's not like any of them have a huge connection with Wally, is it? Not specifically, no. So... Yeah. So Booster gets all yes, we should do this. And he gets all heroic kind of sounded. He's like, yes, yes, yes. The blue and the gold and the and he looks at like Harley and Batgirl and Harley goes the dynamic or duo and and Babs is like no. <laughs> so that side of things was good. I like that they're playing with the Wally time loop stuff. I think my frustration here is that we've spent seven issues building up Wally's depressed that he might be homicidal. Right? No, he's not depressed that he may be homicidal. He's depressed to the point where he may be homicidal, is what I mean to say. Yes. Yeah, he's not depressed because he's, he's homicidal. And- yes, depressed and homicidal. Um, and it's a really hard thing to swallow when you really care about this character. And, like, I feel like they should have revealed some of this earlier on. Like, if we, if we, if we set up the mysteries being more, okay, what's the weird thing that's going on here? But it wasn't. The first, like, five issues were, like... Yeah. You know reactions to this and all the, all the flashbacks and yeah i i mean uh if this had been issue three it, as opposed to seven you know and i'd read it obviously at that point maybe i wouldn't have had a, a, a as big a problem with it but... i'm expecting a swerve though i'm expecting that it's not just like <sighs> yeah no i'm with you i don't like i have to assume that the end of this story is that Wally is not a homicidal maniac and he didn't kill everyone. And here's the thing though, is even if he doesn't die, like, do I want Wally West to be around just to be, like, 
clinically depressed all the time because his wife and kids are gone. Like, obviously I want them to deal with that, but I want them to deal with that in the sense that I want them to come back and eventually he'll be happy because we'll, we'll solve that problem. Instead, we have a character... The character who represents what we feel about the New 52 is basically just having to suffer through the fact that it's never getting fixed. <laughs> so if he represents us, it, it not only is it depressing because we love Wally and we want Wally to be, you know, good old light-hearted Wally with a sense of humour, but it's also depressing because he reflects us. And if he reflects us and he's depressed and can never have what he wants, then it's like, we've been told we're depressed that we can never have what we want. <laughs> has Diddy all over it. So, I have to believe that in the final two issues, the actual resolution to the story will leave us in a better place on that front. I really hope it does. I, 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 I am noting, though, that at the start of this book, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the first issue, you're like, that's fine. It's all going to be sorted. Don't worry about it. You know, mm -hmm. You're really positive and cheaper. It's like, it's just, it's just a comic. It's just shock value. There's nothing to worry about here. Uh -huh. And now you're like, I really hope this is where it's going. There's a lot less certainty in your voice. That's because we're six out of nine or seven out of nine, and it, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, my patience, even though I've liked a lot of what's been in this book, in places, I do think it's been been on too long. I I think it's taken too long to cut to the chase of what the actual plot is, and. I like some of King's exploration of character, I really do, but some of it's felt a little bit off, some voices have felt a bit off, and for every every scene I've liked, there's been something else that's felt just kind of, I don't know, yeah. self-indulgent, or whatever. This one is one of the better issues in the, in the series, because it actually feels like a lot of things are happening and advancing. It does not feel like it's stalling, or it's... It's, it's, it's one of the better issues because there's plot, is that what you're saying? <laughs> But it also feels like it's getting to get, get into some of the mystery, right? And that's great. I think the weird, bittersweet part of it now, though, is that it's so late on in the the, 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 the the overall story now that as much as I actually like this issue more from a from an actual momentum perspective, from an actual, like you say, this plot perspective, I am terrified of where it's going with Wally. I am actually terrified of where it's going to yeah, leave him. Now the problem is that, okay, if this is the plot, but we're so late, how much time is there left to actually undo this? And even if we undo it, does does it actually in any way leave Wally in a better place than the crushing depression that he's in right now? I think it will be very hard for this to be, even for people like you who've been mostly enjoying the book, uh, you know, uh, for this to have a satisfying ending to this mystery when we're only really just starting the mystery uh, uh, three issues from the end. The... <sighs> I think the problem is is that I can see us getting to the end and it get having its end and it's like you can see maybe where the craft was and what King was doing. I think this might be a case of at the end of this, I might just sit there and say, conceptually, I just was never going to be on board with what they were going to do with Wally here. Yeah. Because here's the thing, I like Wally more than Barry. I would happily kill Barry in a heartbeat to have Wally around as a Flash. I mean, I'd say most people do. Most people our age would. I, I think there's a younger generation now who would not agree with that. There's now a younger generation who have mainly had Barry. That's fair. And there's an older generation who have mainly had Barry. We we are us millennials and some people who are a bit filthy older. Filthy millennials. Yes, yeah, filthy millennials. And maybe a little bit older as well. Maybe just the 
uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say Gen X is probably as well. Gen X and millennials, what they love Wally West, we do. Mm. But whatever's after millennial, we don't have a name for it yet. We do. <laughs> do we? Sure we do. Do we not? Generation Z. Is that, is that what or Z? Generation Z. Is that post millennial? I'm sure there was. Um, yeah, it's the uh, Generation Z or. Because obviously, you know, millennials are also Generation Y. Um, is the 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 new si- the new silent generation? Because <laughs> there was already a silent generation. This is the new silent generation. Not silent enough. Yeah. That's <laughs> like such an old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> do a little bit. Yeah, what was I getting at? Yeah. So yeah, I don't like. I just concept. I'm worried conceptually where this is going. Um, this was definitely one of the better issues, though, in the sense that there wasn't as many problems with the voices filling off. Some of the Harley stuff with her being excited with working with Batgirl and co was actually pretty funny. Like, there's a, there's like a couple of panels uh, where the four of them, like, they're sitting kind of deflated and basically just trying to figure out, is Wally alive? Can we save him? Are we forming a plan here? And it kind of felt like, yeah, four oddballs are sitting down and kind of like, we should try and save the day. And my only, I guess my only critique of this is that Batgirl feels a little bit like a, an odd duck in this lineup because if the whole point is here is that four misfits are going to end up saving the day, Batgirl's the one who sticks out as not really being a misfit. <laughs> She's on every team. Yeah, like Booster Gold, Harley Quinn, Blue Beetle. Yes, these are... I mean, Harley's not really a C-lister by any means, but she's she's wacky and crazy. And then Booster and, and Blue... You know, the Blue and the Gold, they're C-listers through and through, right? They're the... The riffraff. I feel like if you swap Babs with even Stephanie, it would maybe just work a bit better in what it's doing. What, what you're saying is King is disrespecting Babs <laughs> by even alluding to the fact that she's on the level with these guys. I wasn't really thinking about it in that sense, um, but I don't know. Like, like it. Like who who should this be instead? I don't know because I mean, if the ultimate story here is there's a team of like let's say if you break this down to just what the plot is, there's some sort of weird time loop that makes Wild West look like he's a killer of a bunch of people at Sanctuary, and there's a mystery to go along with that. And the ultimate thing that's going to help save the day is a team of four misfits and sea listers, not unlike say the Legends of Tomorrow, who are going to end up you know actually storming and and saving the day when the Trinity couldn't, right? Yeah, being a little chainsaw. That sounds like a great, great story to me. On it, just if you just give me that concept, um, but so much of Heroes in Crisis is not really that that. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, I suppose. I mean, did I like this issue? I have mixed feelings on it. Like I've had mixed feelings in the last couple, even though I've liked well, some I mean, parts of it. You've still got to give it a rating. I do. I'm going to give it a six point five. I can't quite call it good. Even though the art is typically very good. Although, when it comes to Batman and Flash, which, honestly, those scenes, I feel like you could, those two pages or whatever it was, you could probably just cut out. It, it didn't Who did really you say the artist was? Uh, Jorge Fernes will be those pages. That's um, that's the guy who did that issue of Batman that I really liked, I think, recently. Yeah, no, the, the art's the good. Like, it's, it's, pulpy Noir one. Yeah, it's very pulpy, yeah. But it's very next demands pages you turn the page and batman and flash are looking a lot more flatter. That's jarring yeah because yeah. i like that art a lot but i would hate it next to man's clean with the sleek colors 
Yeah, it almost felt like they were playing Barry for laughs in those pages, which felt odd really? because... Yeah, he's, he's doing this thing where he's searching all over the planet and he, he keeps like speeding back out of the Batcave to say that oh, they're, not, they're not in Europe or they're not in you know South America. Um, and Batman's like, oh, like... You know, you could just you know call me on the bat radio. It's like, oh, I'm quicker than the bat radio, and it just it, it felt like it was a, a comedy scene more than it was anything. I was like, this is Barry's like Barry's the one who should be more devastated than anyone right now and taking this yeah. seriously. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Six point five, but like I said, art's typically pretty good. Um, I didn't notice at least off the top of my head. Uh, any sleazy panels like you know that that issue five or four whatever one that was yeah yeah um yeah and there's there's actual developments I'm intrigued by the mystery uh and I I hope it ends in a in a better place uh, it's one of these things though where this story it's because it, it, I always complain that comic fans sometimes like jump the gun when something's solicited early on and they go oh it's going to be this we're going to hear it and I'm like no uh, let, I was talking about that with Green Lantern recently yeah let the story play out and see see, see where it's going the, the weird thing with this this story though is the way the way it's been paced by King is it's spent so long just setting up the core idea that people didn't like that you're, you're nervous that they're not going to do the full arc and actually get to the other side at the end where no this is what it really is or this is what you know this is what the heroes yeah. learned this is what's really going on or or whatever no i'm with you so and then the added caveat here is that okay even if we do fix this by the end wally's still a depressing wreck and i don't know if we can fix that um Appreciate it. It's it's almost like you know, like Wally coming back was this like character that represented the hopes and dreams of the pre New Fifty Two, right? He was the character who represented Rebirth, and absolutely. And putting him through this is almost cruel because it's just kind of trying to kill everything we cared about in Rebirth. We always talk how Wally West represents the hope of Rebirth, right? Yeah, and I've taken that away from him. At at the start of this book, we said, "Oh, and you know, they killed off hope," right? And it's it's worse than that. Well, no, because like, it, it, it's more than that though. Because Wally even says in this this issue, he says, and he's 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 had this sentiment a couple of times in this book, is that he like he feels this burden because everyone looks at him like he represents hope, like he he feels yeah. this burden by everyone around him, um, but he can't help but think that his wife and kids are missing. He can't be that, and I'm like, you're taking the character who represents this thing to us, and you're making it a burden for him to be that. You're making, you're having him tell us that he feels awful. It's for it's feeling almost that way. trying to make us guilty for liking Wally West. Yes, and I don't necessarily think that's the intention. I don't think no, no, no. this is some master plan that that King has worked out with Didio because I don't think King has a reason to make us want to hate Wally West. No, Didio does, but not like Didio King. does. But... Anyway, I, st- I want to stop being that because I know fr- from Twitter, from when I asked the question, what people, pe- some people picked Heroes in Crisis, so I know some people really like this issue. In uh, all power to you, by all means, like you know, in comments and whatever, you know, give me your takes. Give me, give, give me why it, it, this story is working for you. Pretty much why I decided just to not read it. I don't have the energy to get angry, and I know, I know, I was going to get angry, mm. and I just, uh, I, I don't need that. And for the record, for anyone who's like jumped out of this podcast like recently, um, I was pretty optimistic at the start of this story, and I was pretty uh, upbeat were, yeah. about it. I was at the start. I, I wasn't as into it as you. I was a bit more hesitant, but I wasn't like... I, I never thought, oh, I'm not going to finish it. 
So you tell me you're not going to finish it. You're not going to catch up. I don't up think I am. I don't. I don't think I am going to go back. Oh, Unless dear. I'm in a really bad mood one day, and I'm just like, screw <laughs> it. Might as well. Which... I hope something so important happens in issue eight that you have to read it. <laughs> just, I don't want to ruin being in a good mood with <laughs> Like it's different when it's a book where yeah, you, know, you know, when I'm not expecting it and it makes me angry. I can't predict that, but this has made me angry like four issues in a row now. I can relatively accurately predict that I'm going to hate it. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on, because I, I don't want you... Uh... That's the thing, I hate, I hate starting off with something negative. I hate I hate setting this tone for the show of negativity, especially since you we, thrive we got, on we it. Got, we've got positive books coming up. Yeah, well, Action Comics is next, which is also just me, so I hope you like me talking, because this hey, is the next part as well. I'll be. I'll shut up this one though. Actually, comments one thousand nine. Brian Michael Bendis writing Steve Epton on the art, and uh, they've got Amanda Waller in the fortress. Yeah, I've I've definitely not been listening to a thing you guys have been saying. <laughs> yeah, so Amanda Waller showed up last issue for help. Uh, we do find out that Losi's dad is not dead. Uh, he's in hospital, and uh, you know, Los Clark goes to see him and check that he's okay and X-ray him and all that. Uh, is what it is. Uh, you know, we're in the fortress. We flashback. Lois is pissed at Amanda. Amanda does seem to know who Clark is. As uh, like, you think I wouldn't know? The, you know, the secret of the biggest weapon on the planet, kind of thing. You know, she's she's been the wall. Of course she does. That's yeah. what she does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is this great scene where Superman flies off and uh, checks on, uh, checks on Sam, and we get more of the the scene. We don't get to see the the shadowy figure that came after Sam Lane, but we do know that it, it decided not to kill him and turned away. Uh, Waller witnessed that. Um, so Lois punches Waller in the face, and this is a a delightful moment. Um, it's funny because you know Lois immediately starts like going out and shaking her hand. Uh, what I thought was bizarre is that they've got Jimmy in the fortress as well because Jimmy was staying at their house uh, before they left, and okay. this is fine in and of itself because you know obviously Jimmy is you know, has a relationship with Superman. Uh, it's no secret that Lois has some sort of working relationship with Superman. What was weird, though, is when Superman comes back later in the issue, Lois says, hi, honey, in front of Jimmy. And I thought, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Lois, <laughs> come on there. Yeah. Come on there. Uh, but when Clark goes to see uh, uh, Sam, the question's in the room. Question's sitting in the corner, being all questioning. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's what he does. As you do. Yeah, and he's like, oh, there's a puzzle here. And that's, that's, you know, that's the question, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah. And he's like, oh, there's no, there was no body at the crime scene. Uh, they're talking about uh, Bones, because the DEO building's been there. And Superman you know, goes to check that. He flies to uh, the former base of Talia al Ghul, because obviously at this point we're talking about Le- Leviathan, right? Yeah. Uh, to question. So he flies to, to her base. And there's just a note on a chair. It's empty, right? This is a beautiful panel, by the way, when he comes in. It's just this, this god ray of light hitting this chair. Um, and you go up to the chair, there's just a note that says, we want the same thing, signed Leviathan. That's all that's there. And then he flies to the Batcave. And he's like, hey, Alfred. And he, he checks some forensics on this. Because Alfred's like, oh, you know, uh, Master Bruce isn't here, blah, blah, blah. He's like, ah, well, I need you to check some forensics. Can you do that? He's like, of course, Clark. And he... So here's here's the here's the hot controversial topic that's that's I saw on the Twitters this week. Oh, there's a hot take on this, is there? Superman's cape has pockets. 
Oh no, 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 no. Inside, inside, he, he lifts up his cape. Uh, Alfred gets some uh, like tongs and pulls out this this note so he can analyze DNA on it and stuff. Uh, but there's a pocket. There's a pocket in his cape. <laughs> no, I hate that. <laughs> and this 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 isn't me being anti-Bendis. This is fundamentally something I just hate. Like. No, it's it's a cape. It's free flowing. It you, you put something in there that weighs it down, and you you throw off the whole purpose of the no. That's just a piece of paper. I mean, it's not. No, but that's not the point. It's paper now, but the fact that there is pockets. I mean, what if he puts his phone in there? Then you've got a big weight, weighty brick dragging down your cape when you fly. No, screw that. Not standing for that. Only uses only uses it in emergencies. Um. He's like, Alfred, you don't get enough credit. And he's like, it's because he keeps me trapped in this cave all day and night. He's like, it's a nice cave. It's some just fun bend banner, which I know you don't like, but I uh, I do enjoy it. Uh, he's got the voice for Superman down very well. Turn the page, you bastard thing. Uh, so he goes to the DEO. And he actually finds Bones. Um, finds Bones... Um, actually, no, who were they talking about earlier? Because that wasn't Bones that were talking about not having a body at the crime scene. It couldn't have been. Hold on. I've mixed up two scenes here. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to confirm who they were talking about. <laughs> Cobra Cult Massacre. Not a lot of bodies. No? Anything? Oh, there was no bodies at all at the... Uh, Yeah, the Argus site or the Cobra site. Yeah, there's something fishy going on because there's no bodies at these these exploded all these buildings that have been exploded. There's no no bodies, which is fishy right, okay. for reasons. But no one in particular that's no one in particular. Because uh, Superman runs into Bones and Bones is all, uh, all all aggressive with him. He's like, "Ah, uh, oh, you're a liar. Oh, this is all you and your cousin. Yeah, if I find out you've had anything to do with this, you know." He's been all aggressive. What, what, why Bones? He thinks he's got a, a place to argue this. I don't know. But basically, Superman you know, goes around all these places for help. All, all these, like all the aftermath of all these locations that have been hit by this thing that's going on, this Leviathan rising, whatever's happening. He goes and sees all. So this is kind of the issue where he really becomes aware of everything that's happening. Because up until now, there's been these things like building up, bubbling up. You know, Jimmy seen something here. You know, Sam Lane was involved in something here. Now it's like, no, we know something's going on. We think Leviathan's involved. You know, the fact that he even tried to go and see Talia, all this stuff, uh, it feels like the plot's really ticking. So, Superman gets back, and they're talking with Jimmy and, and Waller, and basically Lois gets an idea, because they're talking about uh, Spiral, and how Spiral hasn't been hit yet. So, Spiral could be next. And Lois just casually says, Chaz. And... Jimmy and Superman just kind of give her this weird look, and he's like, Chaz. And Jimmy's like, do I know a Chaz? And she's like, Chaz! And she's like, Superman, I need to speak to you on your own. So they wh- she whips out uh, a bit of tech, this, uh, uh, this, this kryptonite thing uh, that gives Superman a disguise. Uh, he's got a beard, and they're going undercover to, to Spiral. He's getting his Chaz. What was, what was her name, actually? What was her fake name? So this isn't Chaz, you know, Constantine's taxi driver. 
no, 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 no. Do you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is a reference to some obscure thing that happened in a Superman comic a long time ago. Probably. He went, he went undercover as Chaz, and this is Ben just like pulling it out of his ass. I like it. Yeah. Apparently, this image and just only lasts an hour. Uh, this is a job for it's Chaz. Very specifically shite. It's not. This is fun. What are you talking about? Just, uh, yeah. Very, uh, that's a, a very specific restriction. Well, I don't know what point you're trying to make. Uh, just, everyone else seems to have image inducers that work fine. Yeah, but this this works on him. This works. This you know this changes him. What? Why wouldn't it? That's it's kryptonite. It's not like just a bit piece of tech. Ah, uh, well, fine, fine. I'm I'm not gonna go with it. Let it go. I'm not getting angry. <laughs> yeah, but that's the end of the issue. Um, so the so they're going in, they're going in. Yeah, it says. Uh, oh, so that's what it was. It was at the end. It was the next time. Is Andy and Chaz. Agents of Spiral. More <laughs> organisations, I see. Yeah, exactly. No. Well, that's why they're going to Spiral, because they think no, they no, might no, be no. next. I get it. Okay, good. Alright. Okay, where's Matt? That's, that's I'm, I'm just trying to not... Yeah, I had a good week of comics. I like <clears throat> pretty much all my books. I, I, don't, I don't want to be angry today. I'm calm, I'm relaxed. Yes. Well, I like this issue a lot. This this continued uh, the the intrigue of Leviathan Rising because I mean we're all thinking okay it has to be Leviathan as in Talia's group right, but even this is playing with this sort of mystery where you know he goes there and like there's just a note. Was it Talia who left that note? Has someone taken over? You know when we get to the end of Silencer, like will she still be in power of of uh, of Leviathan? You know, how, how does it shake up next to that? I, I don't know. Uh, but I'm intrigued. Uh, the art's very good, of course. Epting's uh, solid. Uh, there's a lot of raised eyebrows coming from Lois. <laughs> uh, which, you know, entertaining. Uh, a lot of two-page layouts, especially when, when Superman leaves the fortress to go and fly into all these places. There's a lot of two-page layouts of him in the Batcave, him in the, the, the you know, the, the destruction of, uh, you know, the or whatever. Like, all these different locations. There's a lot of two-page spreads. Uh, or two page layouts so uh, like if you've been enjoying action this is another issue that's right up there um, and then the stuff at the end is actually I mean Connor can sit and crack his jokes and be, be cynical about it but honestly it's kind of delightful and it's kind of fun that next issue we're getting we're getting Superman and Lois working together undercover as you know as well spies essentially um, and everything that that entails so no, action comics very good. I am giving this a solid eight point five out of ten. I d- just something I noticed you you didn't get given a, an opinion on the on the cape pockets. Where, where do you come down? I mean, if he's got a, a slot for emergencies for for something like this when when time requires it, I really have no problem with that. I agree putting something heavy in there would be kind of silly. Glad we agree. I don't feel that strongly about it, though. If anything, I feel like it's just there for the image of Alfred getting to the cape with some tongs. That makes it worse. 
Why are you bringing this down? I was ready to move on. You had to bring this back up and just complain about it again. You were talking about how it was a hot topic this week, and and then you never actually gave an opinion. And (laughs) I was being facetious. The people deserve an answer. (sighs) That will take us on to Wonder Woman 67, G. Willow Wilson writing Carrie Nord on the art. Oh, Matt's not here to complain about the art. I know. I read this one. Oh, finally, a book Connor's <laughs> read. What a novelty. You've probably read the rest of them, actually, looking at the, the list. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think I've read the rest of them. Mm. Better done. Did you know how bad it looks like this show that you've not read the first two books? The, the two most important <laughs> no, it, books of the week. One of them, I'll give you, was the most important book of the week. Um, <laughs> the other one will be reserved for something later. Okay, I, I I would just say definitively any issue one is more important than just an issue of action comics. All right, all right, all right. So so Giganta and Wonder Woman are hunting uh, titans. Titans, yes, yeah. giants, and they are sneaking around in the forest. And for some reason, they can't find them. It's weird, and it turns out they're 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 basically pretending to be Earth, <laughs> and then get up, and then. They're, they're, Continue looking it out. Yeah, the rollicking finally ensues. Uh, but yeah, there's some entertainment value. I I, I did enjoy the the banter between them as as Gigantis complaining about nature and all the birds attacking her and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and there's some great Gigantis. art here. Joe's good Gigantis in the art in this five. issue. Go on. Perspective. There's a lot of good perspective going on with the heights and the, the sizes. I think it's important when there's all these different size characters. Um, I think it's really important to show that. Yeah, but even in panels where like there's no, nothing else in the panel with Giganta, it does this thing where she still feels that she's tall. Like there's a panel about uh, I don't know four or five pages in. It's, it's just after Wonder Woman saved the, the the driver, and the top panel is her, like you know it's Wonder Woman and him in the, the foreground, and she's like above them, towering towering over them. That that's an obvious thing, right? Which is fine. The panel under that though, it's just Giganta with a white background looking around. She's got you know she's got her hand above her eyes, kind of like looking out in the distance, and. Mm. Even though it's just her in a white background, she still feels like she's a giant. And I don't know yeah. if it's just as simple as matching the angle of the previous panel. So in your mind, it's like you've still got that sort of perspective. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's even matching the angle. I think it's just the fact that we're looking up. Like, mm. she's not looking down. She's looking out, right? Like, like downwards-ish, but not directly down, like the angle we're looking at. Where we're looking straight up. It's Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a good. lot tighter than a typical, you know, because obviously, you know, when we talk about, you know, uh, framing, we talk about, you know, the hero pose, you frame slightly upwards. This is a lot tighter than that. It makes you feel like you're craning your neck up to look at her. Yes. Meaning meaning the artist done a very good job of, of keeping that perspective in place. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then the you know, actual giant fight looks pretty good too. And there's those chaos going about and lots of great banter. Like, you know, uh, Giganta, when she, when she, you know, kicks and it's like, oh shit, you're, you're actually just rocks. That hurt. Yeah. Uh, or when, you know, when it's about to bash her uh, double, you know, with a double ha- axe handle and Wonder Woman comes flying in and hits him in the face. Yeah. You know, just some really good art here. There's a lot of good art in the fighting. Um, yeah. And then the eventually. I love when they get all really shadowy and inky on the Titans. Yeah. In fact, one of my, probably my favorite panel in the whole book is uh, after this, it spills towards a diner. There's, you know, there's, we see some characters in a diner, like, you know, having coffee and whatever. And the next panel, 
or the next page rather, uh, we we get uh, Giganta tackling the giant like here, and it does this effect where it's Only like up to just above its knee. Yeah, but so again, given how well it's handled the scale of how big she is compared to Wonder Woman, this tells you how big he is. But what I love about this 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 full page spread is all of the not only are they both in like sort of deep inks and shadows, it's all the dust that it's kicking up. So it feels like they're it's disturbing. They're, yeah. they're, it feels like they're disturbing the earth. It's not just that they're big; it's that the the size is actually disturbing the natural order of things around them. Like everything in their wake is being affected yeah. by it. No, that's a fantastic image. I do love that panel. So no, it's so good. Um, and then the lasso just kind of snaps his neck off, and one of them's like, "Oh, I didn't mean to do that." Uh, he can't be a tight, a real titan because that wouldn't kill him. That you know, even even this lasso wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. So. And they go in a go to the diner and then have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologizes for the sword and and almost like, ugh, not in town. We get plenty of swords in here. Yeah, and the one thing the giant says is protect the sword, right? Yes. Protect the sword. So at the end, we're back with Maggie and we're back with the the mythical creatures and and they see something in the lake. They see something. She sees something. She sees something She's... in the lake. Uh, and they're just, there's actually a moment where she almost kisses one of them. Uh, they have a kind of a, a romantic beat. Yeah. But she sees something in the lake. She dives in and she comes out holding a sword. The final page is a full page spread. If her, her clothes are wet and she's just standing in the water holding this sword. Uh, guys, I think I found something. And so I'm, I'm not sure about this detail i'm about to mention here has she gotten big i don't know it's hard to say i'm not sure how deep the lake is that she's there or if it's shallow because obviously the the trees in the background and whatnot that's just the perspective because of distance right that's fine the thing that's making me think she's gotten tall and she's gotten giant sized is because where she shows that she's standing in the middle of the water and it feels like she's gotten tall but it could just be. Yeah, I'm not sure because you've got the the Sata, You know, he's wading out into it. It's up to you know roughly his knees. I'm not sure how much further in she is, how deep this actually is, or That's if true. it's. Uh, I'll be honest. I never thought of this when I first read it. It's just when I looked at it there again that I'm looking at it yeah. now. I'm like, I wouldn't say either way is an art mistake though. It's more just we have no perception of how deep the lake the lake is. That's true. I, I, I think what's weird about it is that the, the book, up until this point, has been immaculate with making the scale and perspective uh, be very clear. And in this final page, I'm like, has she gotten I'll, tall? <laughs> I'll be honest, I never even thought about it until you've said that. But it's, it's, just, it's just the way the water only comes up to there on her. It feels like she's gotten big. It does. It do you know what it is? It's, it's, it's not so much that... I think it's because the idea she has to dive to get it, it implies that it's deep enough that she can, you know, she could theoretically stand up and underneath it and not be sticking out. Yeah, maybe. Because the way she dives, it looks like she's diving down to go under. It does, it does. But then, you know, the panel before she dives, she's like up to her ankles. Because if it was really that shallow, she wouldn't have to dive. She could just bend over. <laughs> Yeah, and pick it up. No, I agree. This is this is weird. I'm not entirely sure. This is a minor. Like this is not really a problem. This is like a minor, minor nitpick. Because I actually really like this issue. 
is gorgeous. Yeah. The art's fantastic. The, the the character dialogue between them. Um, it was a quick read because it was most of the action with the big the big giants, but yeah. all of it felt big and epic. It felt you know it felt biblical. It did, and obviously you know a lot of this book plays with mythology. Uh, it mo- mostly Greek, but um, are, are we playing with something Arthurian here? Because obviously you know the the you know it, it, it even says next the lady of the lake and it's intentionally playing on that as a beat yeah uh, maybe. You know, the, the the sword in the water i'm just i don't know if it's actually playing with that as a plot thing or if it's just having fun with it because of the scenario and it's, it's a... just kind of playing with that as a as a pun almost maybe playing with it thematically rather than literally yeah because but I... also it could be literal and i kind of hope it is I mean, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> I have no attachment to to. I'm a sucker for good Arthurian stories. I I, I do not care about Arthurian stories. I but like, I'm fascinated by what the sword actually is. Why do the giants think it needs protected? Because last time I checked, there was no giants like saying, "Oh, kid, Arthur, don't be picking that up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I had assumed when uh, until we got to this final thing when protect the sword. I assumed it was metaphorical, like someone is the sword, mm. um, like Don is the key mm. on the hit television yes. show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Yes, just like that. <laughs> God damn it! I hate myself. <laughs> Look, I said I wasn't getting angry. Don't don't make me. <laughs> no, uh, I'm intrigued. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm curious, uh, but no, I'm I'm digging. I'm digging. What about a lot? Wilson's been firing on all cylinders. Uh, what are you giving the issue? Uh, eight point five. I'm giving it a nine. Well, get you. It was a gorgeous issue. Felt the felt the the, the scale of the combat and uh, it was del- delightful to go through. So uh, that's good. Nine for me. Uh, which takes us on to The Flash, issue 67. Joshua Williamson writing with Scott Collins on the art. This issue, uh, we got the, the flashback issue last time with the, the, the trickster, uh, the original trickster, uh, James Jesse. This issue is, okay, what has he done to Central? Because, you know, Barry comes back, he's been away for a little bit. He comes back and things are weird. Everyone's happy and there's no crime. There's no crime. No one's been arrested in, in weeks. It, you know something seriously shit has gone wrong when when wolf smiles that may be the creepiest thing i've ever read in a comic is wolf just smiling and being pleasant that was genuinely terrifying (laughs) but i don't like it never do this again and we should mention barry's actually off dealing with some cult of the black hand we got black black hand like cult followers yeah uh, that he's dealing with but he comes back to to central city drops off iron heights everyone's all happy and cheery He's looking for Commander Cold, can't find him, and you know everyone. Every, everyone, the station's happy. There's no one in the holding tank. Everything's like that. Um, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, and then James Jesse's dating. Uh, what's her face, Detective? Uh, oh, what's her I'm name? Blank on her name. Kristen. There you go. Yes. Uh, I was like, okay, all right. And, and Barry's like, this guy seems familiar. Yeah, I get, I get a vague impression that I've, I've heard of him before. And he's looking around and it's just everyone's like so happy. The people are building snowmen and everyone's cheery. 
And then he checks his apartment and it's like, okay, so this looks like no one's been here in a week. So Commander Cold's officially missing. He's not just like hard to find. Yeah. He's, he's, he's went missing. So he, he goes around and checks various places. Um, and one of the things he discovers is that the, the cult leader that he brought back is now all happy like everyone else. Now yeah. he's all smelling. So it's a great concern. And he runs out of Detective Burns. He goes to find her. Because, of course, he suspects that, you know, they're having a bit of a relationship. And yeah. Burns, the first hint that something's actually, you know, obviously we, we think something's wrong, but the first hint that of the getting to the truth of it is she says, no, uh, just just be happy. Don't worry, Barry, be happy. Just just be happy. You should yeah. really or drop this. Must be happy or it'll hurt you. Or it'll hurt you, yes. And there's that really creepy panel where she's kind of like crying as she says that, but she's still got a smile. Yeah. Uh, it's almost Joker esque, actually. I, I was, I was about to say, it's not help. Trickster has in, in, not necessarily in comics, but in, in, in public perception, there's a bit of a, oh, he's a bit of a knockoff Joker, right? Hmm. Um, this isn't helping with that. Yeah. So we see Trickster's got Commander Cold, and then otherwise we just see that everyone's happy, and it's very kind of almost Border Snatchers esque. Uh, it is. So. Well, how did you feel about this? It's just the start of this 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 trickster arc. I mean, I guess the last one kind of was, but yeah, this is the... it's not bad. I got some not concerns, more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, like last issue established that he'd been the trickster, he'd had run-ins with Flash, right? Mm. So would does Flash not know who he is? Like, I get you know the whole idea is like, oh, everyone will forget about me. Yeah, I think that's what they were playing with. This, this idea yeah, yeah, is that he but... seems familiar, but he can't quite place it. That's that's the thing I don't buy though. Like, I get the idea that most people will just forget about him, right? And then he'll make a grand return. I get that in concept, but the did, idea did, that yeah, but Barry's forgotten him. I mean, he's he's in civvy clothes though, without a mask. I wonder if you know, did Barry ever but see he introduced him? Introduced him by name. I feel like Barry probably knew is the name of one of his rogues, like he does with all the rest of them. Well, maybe James Jesse's done something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Has he done something to to literally make everyone forget? He may have done. Not, he not... might have done, which you know alleviates this concern, admittedly. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't necessarily getting that last issue when we got the 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 idea of what this plan was with that forgetting thing, and you know pulling the trick. I never got the idea that he'd physically done something. Hmm. Um, I uh, I like that quite a bit actually. I mean, obviously, I like Scott Scott Collins on a flashbook. Uh, I know you're not as as huge, but I I have all that all that nostalgia for him. Uh, I I think what I liked about this is that it did feel like okay, we're doing something completely different for a little bit. We're going to get away from the Force Quest. We're going to get away from that stuff. We're going to do just a fun villains doing something plot, and the whole city's infected, and Barry has to figure it out. There was a, and like I say, it's kind of invasion of the body snatchers. It's kind of you know everyone's acting weird and creepy, and he has yeah, to figure I'm into it that out. Side of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm digging just the, the actual core plot of this 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 whatever Trickster's doing, this prank. Yeah, I mean, and obviously it can't drag on too long. There's no danger of it really overstaying its welcome because it's only got a handful of issues before we're into year one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, about what? Another four issues at most? I think, I think that starts in 75. What were you on? Maybe. 67. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I'm not like in love with the issue. It's it's a solid issue to set up the arc, and I'm like I'm intrigued, 
Well, I'm not like, oh, I'm I'm really into this. I need to know. I need more now. I'm like, okay, how can wait a few weeks? No, I, mean, I, I really, I, I think, I think it's a, a fun plot that it is a, a a breath of fresh air, giving just all the Force Quest stuff that we we're kind of stuck on for a while. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad for that to to kind of come down to something more. I want to say mundane, but traditional. Normal? Traditional, yeah. Yeah, traditional. Because yeah. uh, it's not that... I mean, I liked a lot of the Force Quest stuff, but it, it was definitely maybe a bit weaker after the Flash War and the, the Perfect Storm stuff, because that was like a really good chunk of stuff. Uh, yeah. I feel like this is just like, okay, this is just a solid story where the villain is doing something crazy in Central City. I think it, it said, all right, let's not introduce something huge. Let's not be doing all these big things. Just Let's just do something with one of the rogues. Mm. I'm, I'm down for that in concept. All right, we're giving it. Uh, I'll give it a seven. I'm going to Because I'm more positive than you. <laughs> uh, next There's up. Nothing wrong with a seven. Next up, we're going to have the Shazam, uh, the Shazam, Shazam issue four. Jeff Johns with Dilly Gushum and Marcus Santucci on the art. So we left last time, all the, the kids all got split into like, uh, and it kind of pairs essentially in the different lands. Shazam and Mary are still in fun lands. Uh, uh, Pedro and oh, what's the kid's name? Eugene. Pedro and Eugene, uh, are in the, the game lands, and then uh, Darla and Freddy. <laughs> yes, I couldn't remember who was with her. Yeah, I was. I was just trying to place who's with who's with her. Darla and yeah. Freddy are in the 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 wild lands, which actually starts the book off. I actually kind of loved how this started with just like this cop cat. Like brushing his teeth and getting up, get, tiger, getting yeah. ready for his day. Yeah, he's a tiger. That's right. Because he, he's he's got like a self help book. It's like I will not eat anyone. I will not eat anyone. And he's like practicing in the mirrors. Like yes, sir. No, I will not eat you. I do not eat people. Or I do not eat other animals. I'm a yeah. You know, got it all under control. Uh, but they find humans, and we find out that humans are kind of like kind of extinct. But there's been rumors that some humans have arrived. So it's like oh, people should find those disgusting humans and and this and that. Uh, and then we eventually see see our characters like in a in a cage. Uh, after after we see uh, yeah, us. when they, when they're getting captured, the uh, the Shazam doesn't work for them. Yeah, uh, they're cut off from it for so whatever they, reason. So they end up in a cage. Uh, I love that Darla's like Kitty and tries to hug the tiger. <laughs> yeah, she's all excited. She's like, yeah, cat. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, in the game lands. They'll be like, oh, we want to get back to other, 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 you know, other realms, and they're like, well, you're gonna to have to pay in your your credits. It's like, oh, how do we get credits? You're gonna to have to, to, to win games and get credits, and they keep losing points for stupid reasons. Like, oh, you spoke back to us minus a hundred points. Yeah. You did this minus five hundred points. Uh, yeah. so, so they're gonna to have to beat up the game master to to get out. And what That'll looks be a like, fun issue. Yeah, but it looks like some sort of racing game. They're gonna to have to play with them. Uh, yeah. So this right. is this is very much an interim issue, and that's not to say I dislike it. I like all the individual scenes, mm. but mm. mostly it's like okay, I'm excited for the next issue, right? Of okay, I want to see this play out. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the whale lands get a lot in this issue, uh, whereas the game yeah. lands were definitely set up just for next issue. No, they were. Um, I'm into the wild, like you know when the, when the tiger's walking out and and they're like, hey, you know, you, you what's this book? This is forbidden literature. You know, animal. You have to behave as you're supposed to as an yeah, animal, right? It felt no, like it's trying to be better. It felt like Zootopia mixed with a little bit of like Fahrenheit four five one. Yeah, it was like a weird mix of things. Uh, so I kind of dug that, and then the big, the main plot revelation in the Funlands 
is that what happens to the kids when they grow up? We find out that they get sent down to work. Like all this magic that happens still needs a workforce, so that the adults are basically slave labor. Yeah, and work underground. Yeah, and that's where they try to put Billy, and that's where they've put Mary. Uh, Who's uh, Mary's got a? Uh, she got basically she gagged. She can't say Shazam. Yeah, she got a muzzle on. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. Uh, fun fun ideas and then the big final thing at the end is that we you know someone in rock eternity we can just hear someone like you know like oh these these lands were all sealed off from each other for a reason billy you idiot and then the final page is black adam standing there i was not expecting black adam to show up this early no i wasn't either because we we were dealing with we were setting up savannah and mr mind stuff and then it's oh hey black adam's here and doing wrong all for it i love black adam one of my favorite of course um, yeah, you know, you know, Black Adam to the rescue is the point, and that's very much what I like most about Black Adam, where he's not just being an evil psycho, where he's got a weird code and he's 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 got his reasons for doing things. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be an antagonist, at least not completely here. This feels like he's going to be kind of cleaning up their mess a little bit. Yeah, because when he says, "Oh, they were sealed off for a reason," he's like, oh, "God damn it!" I'm- bloody kids i've got to sort this shit out but he does know that the uh the the monster lands i think it's called uh is still yes. sealed off at least for now so clearly Which, we're building up to he's he seems to be concerned about that one yeah he's scared of the monster lands so i am i am very curious about finally getting in there it's um that's a great way of selling your threat is when your villain mm. is also you know scared of it he's like screw this i'm 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 going to kandak i'm hiding that's his attitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't find that. And then we, we see that as well that uh, the, the foster parents have uh, contacted the police because the kids are all missing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's 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 going along as well. Um, now I've been digging Shazam. I think it's a really it's been a really consistent, really solid book. Uh, if I'm going to rate it, I'm going to give it a solid eight out of ten. I think they are kind of again very solid. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the eight. I think, I think the highlight is probably. Uh, the Funland, oh, not so Funland, so the Wildland stuff, all, all the animal people, you know, all the tiger people, all that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that that was particularly good. Uh, art in the um the Gamelands looked a little. I think it's the inks that are a lot less defined than everywhere else. Um, so it almost has this, almost a blurry effect. That's not quite what it is. Uh, it's just a little. Uh, feels a little bit out of focus to me compared to everywhere else where it's all really mm. tight inks. Yeah, uh, I do appreciate how different they look though, because like obviously the Whale Lands is very Zootopia, uh, the Game Lands is very kind of like cyberpunk, like everything's neon kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I still like it for the most part. It just um, the shift between them, like between the Fun Lands and the Wild Lands, it still feels tight. Would we pre- clean? Would we presume that that's the Santucci? pages or uh, possibly yeah maybe i don't know i don't know if there's a credit telling me who did the page print no it's not it was guess guess uh but hey uh that's shazam though uh which will take us on to batgirl issue 33 and uh, scott rating with elena uh, casagrande on the art so I'm, I'm definitely glad to be away from uh pelletier because uh i was feeling a little bit down on his art <laughs> In that last arc. Yeah, you were, weren't you? Um, I ended up enjoying the arc overall, but the the art was. Should should, should mention uh, Scott Goodlewski does a couple of pages in this. You're quite right, he does. Um, so this um is a James Gordon Jr. issue. 
set before uh, his appearance in the Batman Who Laughs. On the one hand, I could be annoyed that this seems to mostly just be here to set up where he is in the Batman Who Laughs. But? But it's actually really well told, and it's such a personal story for Barbara that I don't really mind. Yeah. Makes sense for her to have this moment of, oh, he's out and around. Yeah, it's basically he's out. So she kind of goes over the top and beating up people like, where is he? You know, like, where, yeah. where does he go? She, she basically goes Batman, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Uh, and she's like ignoring her responsibility. She's not getting into her work at the, you know, the the, the campaign. Uh, she's ignoring everyone. She's hanging people upside down. And there's even a moment where she's like streaming this guy. She's hanging upside down. She's the art's very good here. You see her face is like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> like I'm, I'm torturing yeah. this, you know, fairly innocent guy. He's his parole officer, for for next yeah. to nothing. And she's like, sorry, just you know, I'll let you go. Thank yeah. you for your help. Uh, but then you know, uh, Jason catches Gordon Junior outside the uh, campaign office, and she yeah. comes over. Uh, as Barbara, not as Batgirl, and you know, basically tries to talk him down. And uh, probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole book is uh, you know Gordon himself shows up because oh he's he's went off his he's, he's assigned route, so we, you know we got flagged. So he shows yeah. up in the car, and their entire conversation is playing out. The the coloring is changing. It's the idea is that the the the, uh, the the siren on the the, yeah, the it's car, still flashing. the lights. It's, so it's flashing between between red and blue. So every panel alternates between red and blue. It looks fantastic. It's great. It's, it's a really great way to set the, the pacing and the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, she's pissed at him. You think this is okay that he's out, and he's like, "No, oh, we'll try and keep you safe." And it's the idea here is that Gordon, despite everything that, that Junior's done, he still kind of wants to believe there's, there's a possibility of him being better. Like he, he believes that this this method, this this chip in therapy, this this drug that he's been taking could work. Is yeah. working. And Babs just isn't ready for it. And I think what I like most about this is that like the obvious arc here is that maybe eventually Babs does give in and consider that oh maybe he can become better. But And then it's all ruined. <laughs> and then it's all ruined. Um and she shows up at his place as Batgirl. But I think what I like about it is she never has that. Like she, even at the end of the book, she's like, "No, like you've killed people. You're a monster, and I can't just like, f- you know, forgive that or forget that or or believe that anything else could happen." Yeah. And she's like, "No, you don't get to apologize to me. This is not a thing where you can just apologize and this goes away." Um, as much as she maybe gets a little bit angry at time, I mean, she does. She she punches them at one point. <laughs> yeah. And she's she's been de- uh, she's definitely not overreacting. That's not the right phrase. She's definitely. Uh, letting the stress of this fester and and bec- you know come out in anger uh, across the board, but she's like, no, um, you know, even if you are cured, I'm never forgiving you. It's not, it's not happening. Yeah, I don't have to, but you know, I'll, I'll always be ready to watch over you just in case. Yeah, I, I'm always going to assume you're going to go down that path. And for me, this kind of felt like it almost felt like a. Like someone who's got an addict in their family, it's like, yeah, you hope for the best, but you're always watching them to make sure they, they don't. You're being cynical about it, yeah. yeah. Um, but turned up even because this is you know killing someone's worse than yeah. you know <laughs> doing something to yourself. Uh, so no. Um, I think the only thing I really don't like about this issue mm-hmm. is that final panel where it's the uh, you know the Batman who laughs standing over him. Yeah, I don't like that either. If it, it feels like, just. I, I... 
it feels like an ad for the, that other book. It's like, hey, it go does. read the Batman Who and, Laughs. And I like that other book, and I like what it's doing, but this was still a really good issue in context of you know just ha- her having this this reunion. Yeah. Um, I didn't need it to go. Oh, hey, you know, check out that other book, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like she's she's looking for a reason to immediately throw him back in jail, and it's not there yet, so she's going overboard. But at the same time, you understand why she feels this way, and you don't blame her for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what makes it work. Uh, and the art's mostly pretty good. There's one or two weird postures. Uh, the, the 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 panel where she's like standing over him and he's at the apartment. She's got a really weird kind of like shoulder line. Kind of. Like... Yeah, yeah, it's a little far back, isn't it? Yeah, her her boobs are kind of weird. It's, her boobs almost look like she's lying down flat, so they're kind of spread, but she's standing up. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I don't know. It's, the posture is a little bit off. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. But for the most part, no, I like the expressions. Uh, like I say, there was a moment earlier on where Bab's face is what sold the moment. So, uh, Definitely. Was... Uh, really strong colours as well. Uh, especially, you know, we talk about a lot about that scene of the uh, the, the blue and red, but in mm-hmm. before that, where it's all the playing with all the shadows with, uh, with Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I really like that. Yeah, no, it's very good. What are you giving it? Uh, 7.5. I'll give it an eight. My mis- I've got misgivings about the the final page and just kind of yeah. like maybe why it exists, but it's actually a pretty damn good issue. So Yeah. There, there you yeah. go. Uh so that'll take us on to the Terrifics issue fourteen, the final issue by Jeff Lemire. Uh and it's got art by Joe Bennett. So this is the fight, you know, the the Linya showed up at the end of the last issue with the, the cavalry. Uh, with with Tesla Strong, Plastic Man, uh, his son, who we're calling Offspring, apparently, according to the the roll call at the end of the book. Yeah. Did you read this one? Uh, I'm flicking through it now. I'm going. I thought I did, but I don't think I did. Oh my god. I I think I just I I <laughs> I read thirteen today, and I thought I, I read fourteen. I fear I feel that this is someone's first episode of this show, and they think it's like this every week. I, I that that terrifies it's, it's me. Not, no, I know. Um, it terrifies I I me. I honestly thought I'd done this one. <laughs> I didn't notice I hadn't until you said that, uh, that. Then I went, "Huh? Did I?" <laughs> this is a shambles. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Matt, Matt takes a week off and it all falls apart because Connor's. Oh, oh. Anyway, so some some great art in here. The, the fighting you get, yeah, yeah. Plastic Man protecting his son. Uh, I especially like his son uh, making crosses with his hands because you know he's a vampire. Oh, he's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, that's worse than the movies. Uh, and you've got people looking out for each other. Uh, Phantom Boy and Phantom Girl, especially uh, the like Phantom Punch, Dark Matter Punch, the the, the sort of one upping each other. It's a yeah. it's a whole thing. Uh, Plastic Man also at one point muzzles uh, Vampire. What's his name? Phasma Man. Plasma Man. Plasma Man. Plasma Man. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the the phase basically what you think it would be. It's just you know them working with each other. Terrific and Mrs. Terrific figure out how to take off his armor, which makes him punchable. Basically, he he can be beat now. So they you know they fight that. They lock him up. They take him to the. Uh, what do you call it? The House of Heroes at the center of the multiverse. 
uh, to imprison him. And it turns out there's been a lot of Javas <laughs> who have who've been up to no good. So he's, a, he's in a prison cell next to a bunch of other Javas. Uh, and that's the whole thing. So, you know, at the start and the end of the book, Linya has some narration. And it's basically about how she didn't feel like she, she, she was lost for a long time. And she, you know, she thought she had this, these friends. But then as soon as the, the bond that forced them together took, went away, it was like, okay, now they all went their separate ways. But now it feels that like they're actually together properly now. They're actually friends. They're actually a family. Yeah. And uh, even Missy's terrific from the other Earth decides to stick around. She's sticking around. Cool. She asked if she can stick around. Um, and, you know, Rex and Plastic Man are even kind of like... Rex is like, you know, I'm starting to not hate you, maybe. <laughs> and it's like, oh, there you go. So, no, it's it's kind of delightful. Um and then the final page, you get this roll call. There's a big shot of them all running together. But So now we have Mr. Terrific, Mrs. Terrific, Metamorpho, Plastic Man, Offspring, Phantom Girl, and Element Dog. So it's not four anymore. It, and it's almost like how Fantastic Four's got the kids now. So there's, yeah. you know, I was yeah. just thinking that. But yeah, so we have we have a bigger team uh, for the new run about to start, which I fear will only be one arc. And I hope it's not, but... There's a very good chance of that, isn't it? Yeah, maybe give, give yeah. them two since it's a new team. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, no, it was delightful. It was as delightful as uh, terrific usually is. Uh, art's mostly pretty good. There was maybe one or two face facial expressions that were a little bit off, but it was in line with what the book's been the last few issues. You know, I was kind of just had a smile on my face the whole time. Yeah. I don't know what more to add to it, really. Well, I get it. I really did mean to read this. It was only, you know, when you, you know, you talk about, oh, it's a final issue of the run. And then I went, well, I didn't really feel like an ending of the run. And I went, what was the ending? I went and looked at the, at the last page. And I'm like, okay, I, I didn't finish this. And I'm flicking back. And I went, okay, I think I just finished the issue before and just thought I was done. Do you know, at the end of this episode, I have to remind them that Matt's going to be missing next week as well. And everyone's just going no, to. I'll have... No, I'll have read my books next week. The problem was this week is that all those books from last month that I hadn't read and didn't realise mm-hmm. I hadn't read really stacked up. No one's coming back for next week's episode. At the end of this, I'm going to be like, hey, next week, by the way, Matt's gone because he's away to Disneyland for for next weekend. He'll be back the following week. And they're going to be like, well, we'll all skip next week because shambles. Yeah, yeah. And for once... This, this, sh- this, not, is, this not- is the only book that I... Th- didn't plan to not read. No, none, none of the shambles this week are even my fault. They're all your fault. And this, this is, this is dire. You're ruining my show. This is. Yeah, usually you manage it on your own, but I'll give you this one. This, this. <laughs> there might be an ad on Twitter for a replacement. So keep, 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 keep an eye yeah. out, folks. The g- ginger's getting. I, I got no excuse this week. Work call with me and uh, the double in books, and I just. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on then to uh, the Silencer issue fifteen. I did read this one. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Uh, so, so is it Ray's her her like kind of brother? Yeah. Uh, I actually was... really like the idea of there being like a no sight equivalent of her. I do as well. I thought the way it was introduced was really sudden. Like yeah, yeah, we 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 heard about him before. Uh, and it's just, oh, he's here now. I thought it worked. The idea that we don't see him and then he sort of fades in because he's been invisible. Uh, I like that. Part of my favourite panel of the whole book is uh, 
when they're standing side by side and she goes shh and you know everything goes quiet and but he's got he, his guns crossed and he's phasing out he's phasing out yeah that was a really nice panel uh it so was, yeah. they're on this boat uh hunting down it's one, one of the labs that ha- do experiments and kids kind of like happen to them yeah. uh, and we get this almost alien resurrection scene of them finding all these like failed experiments that are kind of alive but not really except the one so, girl they get to who's smoke who actually has powers and is still very capable of fighting back yeah uh, also, and, uh, some kind of minor form of telepathy coming from her as well. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, she like becomes like a like a smoke sort of fog and passes like phases through them, and as she does that, gets a lot of their memories, right? Yeah. Is I reading that right? I think that's that. That was how I interpreted how it was happening. At the very least, gets their intentions because she understands why she's there. Yeah. Uh, maybe empath would be closer to what we're talking about. Maybe I think the way that, that she's talking about the family at the end felt a little bit too specific. It's a shame that the brother did get killed because I did actually kind of like him being around. Uh, just just yeah, his, his look and his powers. Uh, but hey ho. So meanwhile, uh, you know the husband and son back at home thinking she's dead, and he's he's trying to dig up this thing that he's found in the garden. Uh, turns out it's part of a security system, and the guys show up, and they end up uh, macing him because he won't let them go. Because <laughs> yeah. he's demanding answers, and it, they basically say, "Hey, look, there's stuff about you don't know. Don't ask. You're better just, off just not knowing." As it is, yeah. yeah. Which obviously he's not happy about because he's obviously determined was, to know. Yeah, it's his wife, and he's like, "Shit, she's dead, and I didn't know her." Yeah, I want to know everything about my wife and about where she came from and about all this sort of shit she was into. Yeah. Like this thing. Because he knows enough that this is state of the art. He's like, how could she afford this? Where did this come from? Yeah. All these questions that are naturally making him very curious. Uh, so, that's really cool. Uh, and then, Smoke's kind of an interesting villain in that like, she's sympathetic and that she's kind of, you know, an experimented on person, kind of like they, they are. Uh, yeah. And she doesn't kill Honor because of that, because she kind of relates to her a little bit. Uh, and because she's old, she's the reason why she can escape because Honor came in and you know broke open everything. Uh, mm. But it ends with her saying she wants to really essentially take over Honor's life, and she's going to go and find her family. So so we end with her leaving off and Honor kind of like holding her hand out, going no. Yeah, this is um, it's gonna be interesting stuff. Because Honor, keep in mind, is still having to pretend that she's completely forgotten about her life. It is, and now she's gonna have to kind of admit that to save her family, right? Yeah, um, and uh, but we're coming towards the end of the book now, right? Issue so, eighteen is the last one, yeah. So we got so three we got more. Three more. Um, so, so you know, this this last bit will be the the ending of the book, which is sad, but I mean, it makes it's a a logical place for it to go out on, you know, with her, you know, getting back with her family, presumably. Yeah, no, that that'll be a fine ending, and obviously, I hope we 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 get more of her in some capacity, but at yeah, least. Me too right now uh digging the book a lot and i think that like this this issue continued the streak of just been really solid and great action sequences yeah it, it was like it went up at one point and it just stayed up to where it went to the whole time yeah it didn't go back down but it hasn't been climbing anymore either yeah it's just really really solid um the action sequences look great uh I think it's because her her power's unique amongst other comic characters, and it's it's basically John Wick action sequences with this added silence power. Uh, but her suit has a lot of like lines in it, so it, she tends to look very 
I don't know, nimble and high tech at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. A lot of gymnastics going on in this. this is a so prime for a movie adaptation. Mm. Yeah, like you say, just John Wick style, a good, great action director. And just do it. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, and then the developments are, are interesting as well. So, uh, looking forward. I, I did have fun with all the brother stuff. It's a shame that he's dead already. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, yeah. Hell. Uh, what are you giving Selen, sir? Issue uh, 15. I'm going to give it an 8. Yeah. Well, I can't really argue, to be honest. 8. Glad you agree. I've gotten a lot of 8s this week. But, you know, it's a solid week. I'm actually quite happy. Yeah, me too. I'm quite happy. I've read, I've read, you know, 9 books. Not including Detective. I read 9 books and... I'm fairly happy uh, with almost all of them. So that'll take us on to the final book of the week, which is Dial H for Hero, issue one. Sam Humphrey's writing with Joe Quinones on art. So, obviously, this is the next Wonder Comics uh, line. It's the final one of the first wave, and it is a miniseries uh, bringing back Dial H for Hero. We have this new character of Miguel. Miguel. is this one definitely a miniseries? It doesn't say one of anything on the front. Uh, it doesn't on the front. I'm sure it did in the solicit. Okay. I'm sure it did, because Naomi didn't say one of six either, and that's. Oh, did it not? Yeah. Okay. Has DC stopped doing that now? I think they still. I think they still do it for all things. I think it's because these are kind of coming back for like second seasons or whatever. They're being weirder about it. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. So. Yeah, so Miguel's this this kid who has this near death experience when he's in a swimming pool, and Superman comes and saves him and takes him to the hospital, and he's narrating and talking about how after that, you know, he he, he was always looking for a rush, you know, he did skateboarding, extreme sports, you know, ju- jumping off wrestling rings, whatever he's doing, uh, and he's a teenager now, and he's he's bored, he's got this dead end job with his uncle, his parents have died, and he's stuck at this basically my worst nightmare. This food truck that's nothing but mayonnaise based things. Mother, like I thought of you when 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 this popped up. Because he's like, you, 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 this must be your hell. We've got mayo sandwiches, mayo fries, mayo soup, mayo on a stick, mayo MBA. surprise. This all sounds awful. All of it. Oh, I don't know. I'm into I'm into like half of that. The, the mayo fries, the mayo dog, the MBLT. I'm d- I'm down on all those. I'm out on the mayo shake and mayo soup. So Miguel, he runs into a uh, summer who's this uh, bad girl who always runs away from home, and she's asking all these weird questions about the truck. She's clearly wanting to steal it, and yeah. he's kind of oblivious. Offers some food, but she doesn't want mayo. So I like her because she doesn't want mayo. <laughs> <laughs> she's instantly likable. He doesn't like mayo either. Yes, he doesn't. He hates it. He's sick of mayo. He's he's been told to clean mayo. Yeah. so he does he goes and does this daredevil-esque stunt there's like a ramp out by, out by this, this this cliff uh he goes up on his bike and he's again he's, he's thrill seeking he he stumbles at the end and goes flying off the cliff he's falling down he's going to die but out of nowhere this red phone you know the snap of lightning this red phone appears and the the, the receiver's like miguel listen to me if you want to live you must dial h so he dials h and he has this weird kind of vision of him in a phone booth, kind of like Superman. It's very strange. And then all around the world, various characters get this feeling that the, the dial's back, including Snapper Carr. That was the one that kind of yeah. gave me a chuckle. Um, 
And we get this this drastic art change. We get this old school art change. It sort of comes in gradually, where it's just subtle at first when he's he's picking, like who he's going to be, because this mysterious figures like you know, you uh, yeah, all you have to do is dial. Yeah, just who are you? And then we get this really classic old school sort of. I mean, it's not that old school, but it's just it feels you know that they've got the the hatching and things like that. It just make you feel a little bit more old school as he yeah. makes the monster truck. I, I would character. say it's the colouring that makes it uh, old school more than anything else. Yeah, that's fair. The, the flat old colours. It's very um, 70s. It looks very different from the rest of the book. Very, yeah. very different. It's, almost, it's, a, it's all the same art team. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who's colouring, actually, but it's definitely the same uh, art. It's actually only two names on the front, which would imply to me he's uh, colouring his own work. So. Well, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, that you can, you can do that. So he's the monster truck, uh, and and then this is where I was like, okay, I'm into this, and then and then I st- and then I fell in love. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm into it. He's got diesel in his veins. Oh. Diesel in his veins. He's saying things like pedal to the metal, and yeah, all sorts. Yeah. It's just it's just a couple of pages of him like smashing cars and throwing things, rocks in the air, cars in the air, and then he becomes yeah. him again, and he's in, like, a junkyard, and he's been smashing things, and there's, like, people just off in the distance saying, uh, please don't set off any more bombs, <laughs> we're calling the police, uh, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and then he's running from the police, and sure enough, the food truck that he works on comes along, and it's Summer, Summer's stolen it, and basically says, get in, and uh, so they're on the run somewhere else, and the phone rings again, uh, and yeah, so he's like, I'm the operator calling you from a place called the Heroverse, uh, I need your help, uh, you know, yeah. the, the agents of the Thunderbolt Club will do anything to get their hands on the phone. Uh, Thunderbolt, eh? Yeah. I'm intrigued. Are you intrigued? Intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the end of the book, that's the end of the book. Um, yeah. So, yeah, basically what this does is it, it gives us one or two of his supporting characters. It sets up just kind of how, how the, the phone works. Um, why it showed up for him specifically, I'm sure... That something, will be something we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, but mainly, it takes, it takes a few pages setting up who he is as a character, kind of his, his mindset and his, his, his origin, if you will. And then... Uh, gives him the phone and says okay here's how this works and we get the and i think when i say here's how it works not just in terms of the the the, the in-universe okay he dials a thing and becomes a hero how this works and okay here's what the book's going to do it's going to have fun with these ridiculous hero characters that he's going to come up with because monster truck was ridiculous yes like when, when he goes there you know there's these little, all these other like trucks surrounding me or that all the headlights coming on as well you know, behold, human, we are the immortal truck Triforce. Every thousand <laughs> years, the, the, the Earth needs a new eternal champion of trucking. Yep. <laughs> I'm so into this. Yep. Uh, you... This was delightful. It was delightful. It was fun. Uh, which bizarrely means that out of this Wonder Comics line, there's been nothing but success. I know you've not read the Bendis ones, but... Out of the ones I've read, I've very much enjoyed them. I, I have liked all four of these books, so uh, this is going way better than than uh, New Age of Heroes or yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 two for two out of the ones that I've, I've gone for, so I can't complain. Yeah, 
Um, um, and this, uh, you know, was a surprise because I thought, yeah, it might be all right. Um, and then it was kind of fantastic. And now I'm sad. It's only six issues. I hope this is a um, season, seasonal one that we'll get another one after because hmm. uh, that'd be cool. I think it's interesting. This is another one of the books where the young character is inspired by Superman. That's that's now two of the books have done well, that. There's that thing in Naomi. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, Superman plays an even bigger thematic role in that one, but uh, I sort of smirked when it started with, "Oh, Superman saved me once, and now that's that's changed my yeah, life." Yeah. And, and and the whole thing in the the the, the phone booth. Yeah. So. Thank you. No, delightful. Yeah. Uh, what you I'm going to mention here as well. Oh. I am um, I spur of the moment picked this up physically just because it had a nice cover. And, of course, uh, it comes with the, the digital code. So we'll be doing a, a giveaway for that. Uh, follow oh. the Twitters, and uh, Pete will set that up. Oh, well, oh, you hadn't told me about this. You've I caught me off guard. I forgot. I forgot. So you, you can set it up. You'll manage. How dare you. Um, yeah, so what are you giving it? What are you giving Dialects for Hero? I'm torn between the 8.5 and the 9. Oh. Going high. I'm, I'm into this. I think, I think I'll think lowball it at the 8.5 for now. But I was really... Into, I love the art as well. You know, the, the the way it changes and it's it's so expressive but consistent. I will go with 7.5. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, so, uh, that was the last book, which brings us to the part of the show where we pick our favourites of the week. We do our favourite panel slash moment. We do our favourite cover, favourite uh, artist, and top five books. So, panel slash moment, what are you going for? Um, It's I Am Monster Truck. Because <laughs> it caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting the art shift. And then that popped up. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Now I I got to go with uh, one uh, Giganta and uh, the Titan outside the diner in Wonder Woman. That panel is I mean a lot so, of that book was gorgeous, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very close second that one. That panel was magnifique, yeah. magnifique, magnifique. Anyway, uh, cover of the week. Uh, oh, hang on, I need to look at previews because they're not giving me variants anymore. And I think for the sake of this, Detective does not count because Detective. No, we probably should have counted them in detect. We should pick one at the end of that, shouldn't we? Do, do you have one ready to go? That while I'm looking at these, I don't know if you if you're prepared. Um, I'm just looking through them just now because, uh, you know, Batgirl. I don't ones... like this. Why? Why have they removed these? Uh, I, I liked having them there. Oh, the Shazam one's very nice. Is it now? Batgirl one's pretty good. Shazam one's very nice. I, I I may have to go with that Shazam variant. Do you know what's weird about that Shazam variant? Mm-hmm. That's Jim Lee. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was. I happen to agree. That's what I'm picking, but I am shocked. I I did not think that was a Jim Lee cover at first. Look at that. That is a that's a very sleek Jim Lee. Cover. Very very understated for Jim Lee. All right then. What's your art of the week? Uh Wonder Woman. I think I'm going to say Wonder Woman as well. But let it be known that Epting for Action was in the running there. That was not a, a snap decision. No, I get that. And I really love the art for, for Dial H for Hero, but I'm, I'm going Wonder Woman. 
Okay. Uh, so top, top five books of the week then. Um, so number one is going to be Wonder Woman. Two will be Dial H. Three, Shazam. Four, Silencer. And five, Batgirl? Yeah, Batgirl. Okay, I'm going Wonder Woman number one. Action Comics number two. Number three, Shazam. Number four, Batgirl. And then number five, Terrifics. There we go. Hey guys, that's the topics of the week. Uh, but we did ask you on Twitter's. We asked our our, pay, our, our Twitter's, our Twitter followers. <laughs> I can't speak. It's late, guys. We were recording this later than we normally do. This is a, this has been a yeah. a wreck of a show. Maybe the car yeah. wrecks are the fun ones. I don't know. Uh, so yes. Uh, so we actually had several people say he was in crisis. We we really did. Um, Name and shame. Name and shame. That's Stuon. I go with Heroes in Crisis because we got major and interesting plot development sprinkled with some fun little moments. It finally feels to me like it's going somewhere of its... Uh, reaching uh, some of its potential. I also feel like people who haven't liked Heroes in Crisis so far actually like this issue. Uh, I have seen that sentiment, actually. Uh, at Corey in YNWA, Heroes in Crisis finally got what I was expecting or ho- was hoping for with this series. Uh, can't wait to see what happens now. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, we did have some picks for Detective Comics 1000, but obviously we, we kind of carried that separately, separately in terms yeah. of the shows. Uh, but obviously Detective might be the winner for a lot of people. Uh, I'm talking Superman because he loves getting mentioned. He's, uh, he's just soaking it in, he's like, you know, just soaking it in when he hears it. Uh, he's said Action Comics, I feel like he's biased here. <laughs> I mean... Who'd have thought with a name like that? I know. Uh, Superman and the espionage stuff is blending together way better than I would have. Uh, I think it would be so. Uh, fair point. Well, how do you feel about the cape pocket talking Superman? There Need you to go. know. That's a good question. And then as Scott Revels, uh, just first a different pick. Uh, I really like Dial H for Hero. I liked that the kid uh, felt like I did when I was young and wanted to get out of my small town. I like the idea of some kid potentially being able to take over the bodies of heroes for an hour. At least I interpreted it that way. Uh, I don't know if he's taken over people for an hour. No, I think he's more... It's more like Shazam. He's just becoming... Yeah, Shazam's a good analogy. Yeah. But I mean, maybe we're wrong. Yeah, we are, but that sounds right. Yeah. No, uh, that was a real pleasant surprise, that book. Yeah. No, it was a solid week. I mean, I, I read nine books. I mean, yes, it technically should have been 11, but hey, that's a lot of books. I read nine books... And, you know, the only one that I was kind of murky on was Heroes in Crisis. But even that had good things in it. So, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, if you thought we were being too negative at the start and you turned this off, I, 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 well, I, I'm upset You're about not, that. because not here to listen to this anyway, so. Because it was a delightful gravy train of positivity, pretty much, uh, after after that. So, here we are. Uh, but that, is, that has been us. Uh, I will tell you what's coming next week on the show. It is thankfully a quieter week because we need it. Uh, so coming next week yep. is Batman 68, Justice League 21, The Green Lantern number 6, Young Justice issue 4, Adventures of the Super Sons issue 9, uh, Female Furies number 3. Also out next week, 
but not covered by us is Deathstroke 42, Harley Quinn 60, and Suicide Squad Black Veils issue 6, uh, at least according to the solicits. Yeah, nothing jumped out at me there, but probably worth mentioning that we probably won't be covering Female Fiori's next week, because Matt was the one reading that. That's true. That's very true. Um, But I imagine he'll be back to covering that with four. Yeah. Unless things change. It's a quite our week. We might do questions next week, so keep an eye on the Twitter for, for yeah. questions. Maybe we'll get punishment issues done. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do punishment issues. Spe- uh, spend that. He doesn't need to hear that. But, yeah, because like, for us in Female Fiori's, there's only five books. Uh, and one of them I'm not reading, one of them you're not reading, so I only have four. <laughs> what am I not reading? You're not reading uh, Super Sons. Uh, uh, or Young Justice. Oh, good point. You, you only get yeah. three. Yeah. yeah we'll I, might actually manage, I might manage to read all my books next week. Yeah, um, yeah we'll do questions next week, so pay, pay attention on Twitter. Uh, and I'll we'll put out some questions at DC Comics Podcast. Follow us on there. Of course, you can support us in other ways. You can you can like, subscribe, comment on the videos and that kind of thing. Uh, rate us on your iTunes or podcast app. Uh, you can of course go over to patreon.com slash TV and support us over there financially at one dollar a month or more. Uh, you get some bonuses. You get some exclusives. Yada yada yada. Go have a look and see what's on offer. Yeah, we got we got we got a monthly episode coming up very soon. We just had one go up recently as well. We did, but we've we've got one coming up. Hopefully in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Shazam. Uh, mm. should, epi- should be there before the next episode. Before the well, yeah, before the movie. So, is that before the next episode? It might be actually. Um, but yeah, that's time. It for- is. Yeah. So it should be out during the week. Um, so look out for that for your patron at the five dollar tier and up. Um, but yeah, uh, well, you'd want to support us after this shambles of an episode. I don't know. I, I wouldn't blame you. I'm not Con- lie. Connor, I, I, Connor basically drove the show into a creek in this episode. And I can only hope that enough people have survived that will come back swinging next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It was a long day at work. <laughs> I came back and I had a shitload of comics to read. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It just it broke me. I've not been used to, to working the Saturdays as much lately, and then they're swinging with a vengeance. Great ginger degrader. So that is uh, that is us. Thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, but always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.